Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. Sean Falk. Hi. And Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. In this episode, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we normally do dining reviews, and we're certainly going to continue to do that. But we thought we'd start talking about some other dining-related issues and topics that we think might make for good shows. So uh, this week, we're going to talk about five rookie mistakes, rookie dining mistakes that people make at Walt Disney World. So first-timers and people uninitiated to the crazy process that is involved in planning out where you're going to eat and when at Walt Disney World. Now, those of us who are veterans know that this is not something to be taken lightly. If you have restaurants you want to eat at, there's got to be a plan. Um, but those people who show up looking for an existential experience at Walt Disney World oftentimes leave very disappointed. So we're going to uh, talk about uh, th- those five things we think are rookie mistakes, starting with number five, not making your ADRs early ADRs, advanced dining reservations, or advanced dining request is technically the uh, uh, what, it, what it stands for. But they're, it's the same as making your reservation. Um, it's extremely important. And I feel like this it's getting more and more important Like as the years go by that you have to be ready as soon as you're a lot. Like once the time comes, is it 180 days? That, it's 180 days. That you can do it ahead of time. I mean, there are certain restaurants, Be Our Guests, Cinderella's Royal Table, those premier restaurants, you're going to want to do that the day that it's available because they will be gone soon after. Right. Now, and this is, you know, for very Mm -hmm. specific restaurants now um, Mm -hmm. that where you really need to get crazy. Like, all right, so let's say you want to do Cinderella's Royal Table, which is uh, in in the restaurant in um, uh, Cinderella Castle in the Magic Kingdom. If you want to do Be Our Guest, which is the Beast's Castle in New Fantasyland in the Magic Kingdom, um, even um, you know certain other restaurants around property tend to be harder reservations to get. You want to take advantage. Now, it's it's six months out for everyone, uh, basically, but it's six months plus 10 days if you're a Disney Resort guest. So if you're staying on property, you do get a little bit, uh, you do get a, a, a jump. And that's why... A lot of times people will say, you know, I was on six months to the day and I didn't get the reservation. Well, that's because mm-hmm. people staying on property get a little bit a uh, little bit of a head start. And that can make all the difference in the world for reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. So really taking advantage of that. Now, not every restaurant in Walt Disney World requires this. Mm-hmm. And if you're planning a last minute vacation and you've... Uh, not made your ADRs six months in advance, you'll still be able to eat. You just may not get the places that you want. Yeah. And if you hear walking, if you hear like tapping in the background, that's because Abigail, my dog, is in here with us. Lay down, honey. Lay down. Good girl. Um, She's tap dancing. Um, Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, even if it's a thing where you don't want Cinderella's Castle or whatever, any of the other restaurants. Another big thing is like times. I mean, if you're going to go to even Crystal Palace, I mean, that's somewhere that I know we made a reservation fairly maybe a week out, I would say. Mm -hmm. But I mean, when we got there, there were like 30,000 people outside also waiting for their reservation because it was a really busy time. And, um, you know, planning out like, is it going to be during, you know, 
wishes or is it going to be during the i mean uh, not wishes anymore but um fireworks yeah they're in the fireworks and uh so like what time of day is it that you're going to be planning on eating and when you're going to be hungry like as Mm -hmm. far as like planning lunch versus dinner versus breakfast type things as well i think just playing off of that it's just you have to be if you forget to make them early you're just going to have to be more flexible with those times Mm -hmm. so you might be looking at having dinner at 8 45 or or really early or really late just depending on not doing them early enough or just be flexible about where you're going to eat um right and that kind of brings us to number four and uh that is the do or die reservation um People get, and this is not just rookies. This really is a lot of people. These are veterans that do this. Um, there is, you know, if they don't get be our guest, if they don't get Cinderella's royal table, if they don't get, you know, Princess Fairy Tale in Akershus and uh, uh, restaurant Akershus in Norway, that their entire vacation is ruined. That everything is now ruined. My children are crying. You would be surprised how often this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are putting that much stock on a particular restaurant reservation, then I think you might have your priorities messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I also, you know, is it disappointing? Sure. But my vacation is ruined. My children are not going to be okay. Um, then, you know, I don't know. Maybe medication is needed. I don't know. I also think that opportunities come at Walt Disney World and they're presented to you when you're not, you know, you don't get the reservation you want, so you end up going to a place you've never been before and then that new place ends up being great. So mm-hmm. you just have to realize, okay, I didn't get the thing I wanted, but, you know, let's not the whole vacation is not over just because we didn't get be our guest, you know. Right. Let's go the, try something else. Also, just a tip, one of the cool things that happens on our discussion boards, disboards.com, if you go over to our restaurant forums, there is a thread that is constantly maintained. When someone has one of these reservations and they're going to cancel it, they'll post that I have a reservation on this day at this time for this restaurant. I'm going to cancel it tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And what you can then do, try, is call in at you know 10.01 and try and grab that reservation if you can. It can't be transferred, mm-hmm. but you could do something Something like that. But at the same time, you know, you you if you're not able to get the reservation you want, A, keep trying because sometimes it shows up. I, mm-hmm. the, you know, I've, I've had experiences where – because I don't book far out because I live here. Right. So like, oh, I'm going to be in the park tomorrow. And, you know, I want to have dinner over in the park. You know, what's available? Mm-hmm. And there have been times Be Our Guest has been available. Um, not often. Right. But – Every so often, it'll show up. So, you know, being persistent, but also kind of managing that do-or-die mentality. If I don't get this reservation, my vacation is ruined, because that really is probably not the case. And if it is, like I said, maybe, you know, maybe there's some medication that'll help. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's also a situation of, I mean, I know the first time that my family came on vacation after the Beast Castle to open, we really wanted to do it. Like, that was an important thing for us to go try and do um of course it was booked up way in advance and we didn't book any reservations and you know we ended up waiting until about eight forty-five or 9 and you know because we of course we went at like 6 and they were like oh absolutely not um so we were like let's just get snacks we'll go back like towards closing time for the restaurant and then maybe they can work us in or see us they ended up being able to but it was a thing where we were okay to take that risk because we really wanted to do it 
to that level that we were like, okay, we'll be hungry up until that point. And if we miss it, we miss it. But I think you just have to be okay with that right. at that point, if you're going to take that risk. And then we did end up getting it by splitting our party rather than trying to get a re- reservation for eight. We sat four and four and they were able to accommodate four and four. So that's another thing you could do too. I'm going to switch uh, two and three around because okay. I think, uh, uh, Number three on the list, which was going to be number two, but I'm switching it. Uh, Number three on the list is picking the wrong dining plan. The Disney dining plan is very, very, very popular. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, this can be added to a package. So room and tickets, which everybody's going to need unless you're an annual pass holder. But even if you are an annual pass holder, you can add the dining plan to your stay. Um, Three tiers of dining plans. You have the quick service dining plan, which gives you uh, two meals a day at uh, lunch and dinner or breakfast yeah well two meals a day at a quick service restaurant um and uh the uh table service dining plan which gives you one quick service one table service they all include snacks um and then the uh uh the deluxe dining plan which allows you to like just basically book whatever uh, including the signature restaurants see if you're on the regular dining plan and you book a signature restaurant you have to use two table service credits Mm -hmm. so um but if you're on the signature plan you can eat at nothing but signature restaurants every night does not guarantee you'll get the reservations you want but what we hear consistently from a lot of families it's too much food it is. It's too much food that most people don't eat in order to make the dining plan worth it. You really have to eat a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you get the, unless you're not getting the, the quick service one. To me, right. I've gotten the quick service one. And I mean, I came home with snacks. I was, I mean, we almost set our schedule around eating because we like, we have to use these. So right. we went and ate rather than ride rides. Even when I wasn't hungry, I was and still eating. That, like, which brings me to number two, which is overestimating how much you're going to eat. Um, I think people go into p- picking the dining plan based on this thought that we're going to eat all these meals and you know if you're look if you have a family of big eaters mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. but generally speaking i think you know on average this is certainly not true for everybody but on average i think most people or many people overestimate the amount of food they are really going well, and to eat. and to go off of that even if you don't have the dining plan making I feel like sometimes people make reservations for table service, table service, table service throughout the day, whether you have the dining plan or not. And then you're not even really enjoying the attractions and the shows because you're constantly waiting for a table or you're waiting at, you know, yeah. you know, different table service restaurants and wasting your time all in the restaurant. The- yeah, automatically assume for a table service restaurant, you're going to kill an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um you know, are you there to eat or are you there to experience the attractions and the parks and things like that? Mm-hmm. Look, if you're there to eat, knock yourself out. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not judging that. I'm just saying that, you know, most people, right. wow, oh, yeah, you know, it's right. It's going to, you know, by the time I get seated, by the time I get served, by the time we finish up, um, you know, well, an hour, an hour, an hour and a half has passed. I think what happens is a lot of people hear about all these great restaurants at Walt Disney World. And so they want to check off the box of, oh, well, my friend from high school said I should do this. And my friend from this place said I should said I should go here. And the Diz said I should go there. So they try to do all these different places that are recommended from a bunch of different 
uh, people and online or whatever, and then they're just completely overwhelmed when they get here because they're trying to just do too much, and that kind of goes off of trying to overestimate how much they're going to eat. So. Yeah, and I mean a big thing with uh, with dining plan is like. And when I had it, I really felt like even when we cashed in our two to do a signature, because I think by the last day, even with us trying to eat more, we still had so many left over that we're like, okay, let's start combining quick services into table services and everything so we can use them all. Um, I was getting just pretty much whatever the most expensive thing was that I could get just to make sure I got my money's worth out of it kind of thing and just felt terrible the rest of the day because I would try and get as much food as possible and dessert at the end and all this stuff stuff that you just don't need or whatever it's hard to use the yeah for the, the, dining, the dining plan, plan yeah for, for the dining plan to be worth it you've got to work at it oh yeah um it's not just but for a lot of people they're aware of that but it's the convenience of just not having to pull your mm-hmm. wallet out every mm-hmm. single yeah. time um and you just you know give them your your room, key to the world card mm-hmm. and you know that's it so you you're kind of prepaying for your meals but you know and for some people like i said the convenience is worth the money mm-hmm. for them. For others, if you're trying to do this on a budget. Yeah, I mean, even with like dessert, especially, I mean, we would have dessert and I'd have, I would order the dessert to go like from the start because I'm like, I know I cannot sit here and eat this. And I'm like, now I'm just walking around with like a piece of cake for no reason right. or whatever from a restaurant. So. And the number one rookie mistake I think that people make in terms of dining at Walt Disney World is they are not prepared for the prices. Um, if it's your first time going to Disney World and you, you know, you know, things are expensive, but that's kind of, you know, it's kind of an abstract concept mm-hmm. until you actually sit down at a restaurant and you look at the menu and like, oh, my God, this is really expensive, mm-hmm. especially when you go into uh, restaurants like Nine Dragons in China, mm-hmm. which is, a, you know, a very nice Chinese restaurant. And, you mm-hmm. know, you. I think this is one of the reasons we talked about this on a dining review that, you know, everybody's got a Chinese restaurant they love and a dish, a Chinese, you know, dish that they love Mm -hmm. and they know what they pay for it at home. And then they go to Disney World and there's that same dish, maybe prepared a little bit better, maybe a slightly larger portion, not always, but like twice the price. Mm -hmm. Um, And that you're going to spend. 10 to $15 a person on breakfast. That's if you're doing quick service. 10 to $15 a person on breakfast, between $15 and $20 a person on lunch or dinner for quick service. If you're going table service, you're looking at uh, $20 to $30 a person. Uh, if you're doing buffets, you're looking at $40 to $50, sometimes $60 a person for uh, character meals and certain buffets. So, you know, when you think about, oh, I'm going to go do a character meal over at Chef Mickey's and, you know, oh, my God, that's like 50, 50 some odd dollars mm. per person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially what you're paying for your kids, mm-hmm. because when like, you know, um, it, it, you know, a lot of kids, it's, you know, they're picky eaters or they right. don't like to eat. And, you know, so you're paying this buffet price really just to have the character experience. So Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people aren't prepared for the pricing. So it's all about doing your research. So, you know, on the Diz, for example, we have all the menus from every restaurant, table service and quick service at Walt Disney World with the pricing. Uh, We try and keep it as up to date as possible. Obviously, sometimes things change and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not we don't have a full time person doing that. So 
Um, but it will give you a really good idea of what things cost. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, going off that, just go ahead and, like, and plan and set a budget for what you're going to spend. That way, even if it is a little bit more expensive than what you're used to, you can just step back and say, yes, but I've planned for this. And you know this pricing is a lot more than what I'm used to. But hey, I know I have the money for this. Well, I think for a lot of first timers, when they go unprepared... When they go unprepared for the lines, the heat, the cost, mm-hmm. um, it really destroys the experience. Mm-hmm. You're still paying that same money. You're still eating at those same places. But because you weren't prepared and your expectations weren't managed, it's now just kind of been a miserable experience. Whereas if you go in knowing, okay, this is what it's going to cost me. So right. what? You know, how do I need to plan for that? How do I need to budget for that? Um, it, I think that it's not the a whole surprise. Experience. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're spending a lot of money. I think you need to think about it a lot of the way in terms of when you go to the movie theater, like you're like, oh my God, this popcorn is so expensive. I could have made it at home for like 30 cents a bag, like everything. But I've now paid like $15 for like a drink and popcorn and a, and a candy bar, like everything. So, I mean, you go there, I mean, movie night at the theater has become like a well over a hundred dollar thing between getting your family in and buying snacks. And so it's almost on that same thing. The movies know that you have nowhere else to go. You can't bring food in I mean, you can, but like, you're not supposed to, but they, uh, so you, you can't bring food in technically and you, are kind of at their mercy in a way. And I mean, Disney, yes, you can bring food in. I know we'll get emails. Like I make sandwiches for all my kids and all that kind of stuff. Like I get it, but it's most people aren't going to do that. They're not going to keep all day, like those types of things. So you really are almost pigeonholed into eating at Disney. I mean, if you leave to go eat somewhere else, it's three hours before you're back in the park. By the time you monorail back to your car and then, drive off property to a restaurant, get back to, you know, back to the park. I mean, it's just not worth losing three or four hours out of your day to go do that. So you're kind of stuck. So you got to eat what Disney's providing for you. So, I mean, that's kind of also a good mindset to have about it. Like I'm at a resort property that I really can't leave in a lot of ways. So, and that makes it a bit better in my mind, I guess. So, yeah. All right, so there you have it, our five rookie dining mistakes first-timers make at Walt Disney World. So um, that will do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Disney Dining Show. Thanks for being with us.